All right, let the party start. He's back. Let's get back to Gatos and Chad. I had a good couple of quick uh, vacation days, so I took those. Went to uh, Puerto Vallarta, and I almost got across the border. Almost got tan. Almost. <laughs> well, you got tan-ish. Yeah. Blotchy is a good way to describe it. Did you bring us a t-shirt? I did not. Oh, man. I did not. I have to give you guys Christmas presents. i got to save up my money. All right, so today, Taiwan Chipmaker is going to build a second facility <clears throat> Excuse me, in Arizona. It's great news for Arizona, great news for jobs, the economy. Arizona's leading the way for advanced chip manufacturing. Think of the kids at ASU that uh, are going to be trained specifically for this. Yep. Uh, and Arizona is, you know, now this, this hub for the semiconductor industry. And it got President Joe Biden out here. And he was here today. And he didn't see the border. Listen, it was a big deal why he was here today. Yes. Okay. But he's had two years almost of coming out to potentially see the border. He knows what's going on here. Right. While it's a big deal, right. it wasn't big enough for him to say, hey, maybe I should come out sooner. So uh, about, what, a, a thousand people per day cross the border? Right around there, give or take. Yuma? Just in Yuma, right around we there. we talked to the uh, Yuma County Sheriff. Wilmot. Yes. Joining us now is the mayor of Yuna, Yuma, Doug Nichols. Hey, mayor, how are you today? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? We're doing good. You know, uh, listen, Biden being in town, you know, do you think he snubbed you? Do you think he should have came down to that border? Would you have liked to have shook his hand and said, listen, I got some stuff to show you? Well, definitely. I would have very much appreciated a visit. And even if he didn't stop to see me, but at least came and saw the men and women who are serving along the border and got their firsthand perspective. It doesn't have to have a, a, a political touch. It just needs to be reality. And without coming down and seeing it, he doesn't seem to be able to understand what's going on. Uh, we're getting close. To, uh, what is it? 15 days from now, Title 42 is going to go away. We're hearing already. We had actually a caller earlier who was a, uh, a border agent who said, look, you guys, we don't nobody has any idea what's coming, but it is going to get far worse. Are you starting to prepare for that and understand that? We are. Um, I've been talking with the local sector uh, and we're looking at what these options are. Um, we've got meetings, you know, all that kind of coordination is happening. Um, but with this, surprisingly enough, those ha- those conversations are just happening locally. We're not doing that at a national level. Hmm. That's just surprising and frustrating, frankly. The mayor of Yuma is joining us, Doug Nichols, as he does uh, on occasion. We enjoy having the mayor on, trying to pick his brain about what's going on uh, on the border. So um, with with the president, you know, a few months ago, they said, hey, we're going to we're going to build some wall. We're going to get you some help. Uh, Mayorkas was down there. You got any, you got anything to, to, to tell us? Has any work been done? I know that there is like it's in the pipeline to get it done from, I guess, the Biden administration. But has anything been done at all on the on the border with the wall or bo- a border or a fence or a barrier? Well, the governor did some work. Other than that. Right. Other than that. <laughs> no, I understand the contract's been signed and it's supposed to start at the end of the month to uh, address the gaps at the Morales Dam section. Um, so there's that, but nothing physical on the ground. OK, but something to look forward to possibly by the end of the month. They may actually build something for you guys. That'd be great to see because, um you know, uh, next governor, she's um, talking about removing them. And we haven't had that discussion with her yet. I am having that later this week. But, um, you know, we, we need to make sure we're we're still talking about a secure 
situation and just removing barriers doesn't help us. You know, uh, that was actually my next question. Uh, uh, you're going to be talking to, to the incoming governor. Uh, do you think she has an understanding? Because we've interviewed her a few times and, you know, she's talked about, she tried to blame it on Trump one time. But do you think she has a, a real understanding or even a care about what's going on at the border? Well, to be fair, I, I've never had that one-on-one -on -one conversation with her to know if she understands or not. Um, she she made sure that you know her staff coordinated a time for us to talk, and I can't imagine she is uh, not aware that that's one of the things I want to talk about. Um, so from that perspective, I'm optimistic we can have a, a good, intelligent conversation. And and if she doesn't understand, you know, have her come and visit and and see it for herself, so that. She'd be you know, a little more aware of exactly what it is along the border. Hey, uh, talking to uh, Yuma Mayor Doug Nichols as we talk about what's going on at the border. Uh, incoming is going to be the Republicans, and they've talked about a lot of different things. One of them is Mayorkas and, and really doing some hardcore, uh, maybe even impeachment. And I don't think you can get a lot of people, even people who aren't, you know, oh, yeah, we should impeach everybody on the left. Uh, you know, don't do that. But the reality is he's been awful. And I know that we've been talking to you for quite a while now, and he's promised you several things, and the ball, you know, every time he seems to be Lucy with the football. Do you feel like it's time that there is an investigation to look into the way he's handled things? Well, I think there's a, a lot of that should definitely be happening. Um, you know, the national response drives what the men and women on the border have to deal with. And I, I see the frustration in their faces. We've had discussions, unofficial discussions on their frustration, uh, the support that they're getting or they're not getting from D.C. And that that's a leadership issue. And if in Trials address anything, they should be addressing leadership. Hey, um, Mayor, let me circle back with you on uh, Governor-elect Hobbs. You're going to meet with her, what, Thursday? Uh, I believe that's when it is, yes. Uh, is she coming down to you? Oh, no, this is just a phone call. Phone call, got it. Um, she she said she wants to remove those sh shipping containers, and what do you think of that? Are they really helping you guys? Are the shipping containers really helping? Um, so she's not said that to me. I've heard that through you know the the campaign rhetoric i don't know what the limits are of her her promise to remove the containers or whatever that status is uh, i would i would believe someone stepping into that role's got to be aware enough that you know the details matter and um she'll be open to that discussion but um as far as the containers themselves they have They've protected property. They've protected homes and where people have been living for generations. They've protected um, you know, the ag community here, and they've really helped funnel where the activity is happening. It never was going to be reducing numbers. It was more about management, and um, it has done that because we would, numerous times, every time I'd visit the border when it was the, the gap was not blocked off, you'd see somebody at least – a handful of people every time, if not dozens and dozens of people coming across. So that has been moved to an area where Border Patrol has uh, a more focused effort to, to pick them up. Uh, Mayor Nichols, we've got about a minute left. You know, we talked to uh, the, the sheriff earlier, uh, Wilmot, and he said, the, we don't understand the amount of money it costs, the services, the hospitals, how much of, of stuff's being racked up there. And, you know, it gets passed on to Yuma residents and stuff. I, I, just give us a quick insight to what that actually, you know, costs uh, the city uh, and the county. So, you know, from a, a citizen perspective, the the costs really come down to things like healthcare. care. Um, in about a six-month time period, the, the hospital, we have a single 
full service hospital here, uh, they go through about $20 million in care and services in a six month time period, uh, dealing just with the migrants, the, um, wow. the, and the, the new baby ward, the obstetrician and the OB uh, is overwhelmed um, at times. And so those things are real costs. As far as the city goes, it's more about police and fire response when it's necessary. It's not overwhelming from that perspective at this time. Title 42 goes away. The numbers double. We're in trouble. <sighs> All right. Yuma Mayor Doug Nichols, nice enough to join us. Uh, great to talk to you, Mr. Mayor, and uh, good luck with your uh, phone conversation with uh, the next governor. Let us know how it goes. Thank you, Chad and Gatos. We appreciate it. Okay. Uh, pretty good information from uh, uh, the mayor. And, and by the way, we had a very inter- interesting discussion earlier today with the Yuma County Sheriff. Um, Leon Wilmot, very interesting. Check the podcast for that. So we wanted to bring you down to Yuma a couple times during the show today because our president ignored the border. Yes, he was here for a big reason. I still think you can go and see the border. Go and do both. Be here for, you know, this unveiling of, of what's going to help Arizona's economy. But also go and check out the mess you made. And he didn't do that. So hopefully we've given you a good look at how Yuma feels about this. Now, coming up next... We've got, you know, a couple of new uh, fabs in Arizona, semiconductors. We're talking about chips that are going to be, you know, made. Anything like an, an air conditioning unit, a car, a phone, these chips go in all these things. And we're like a big deal now with this yeah. here in Arizona. Is our economy about to shoot through the roof? Next. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. That is us, kids. You are you, and you know that. So don't you ever forget, we're awesome. Okay. <laughs> True. No, I know. You have a good way of putting things. So, um, Arizona leading the way for advanced chip manufacturing. And this is great for the economy here in Arizona. It's great for jobs. Uh, we've got two plants that are going to be open here. And we wanted someone to put this into perspective about what this means for Arizona. You know, President Biden was here. Um, and what does it mean for the economy? So Dennis Hoffman is an economist, uh, professor, ASU. And usually for this kind of stuff, we go to him. And basically, we said, listen, put this in perspective. How how big is this uh, for Arizona? Listen to what he said. So it's fantastic. Uh, it, it really begins by the nature of the business. And all business, all jobs are good, right, Gatos? But uh, manufacturing, and especially high-end manufacturing like this, means that we produce the product here, we ship it around the globe, and in return, dollars flow back to the valley from all of the buyers of this product. And it is those dollars, guys, that ends up in our small businesses, that ends up in our restaurants, our service providers, hey, even those advertisers on KTAR. That's where those dollars come from. So if we're going to sustain... Business and prosperity, we need the big enchilada once in a while. And there's hardly anything bigger than a $40 billion investment. I was looking, it's one of the biggest investments uh, in semis uh, around the the nation right now, and certainly the the biggest in terms of uh, FDI investments. So this is great. People worry about trade. We send our dollars abroad, but 
here's some trade dollars coming back home in the form of FDI. This is really good. This is the way uh, global commerce works. Hey, guys, we're the beneficiary of this. Hey, Dennis, uh, when you look at a situation like this, you know, one of the things that we've always heard about, in particular, things like, you know, semiconductors and chips is finding the people that can do this. Because one thing Taiwan has and some of the, and really and mostly just Taiwan is the people that can help produce this manufacturing wise. You know, it's great that we're going to have jobs or we're going to have the people to fill those jobs. ASU, ASU, ASU. Hmm. Think about what our colleges produce. And this is advanced manufacturing. So what you need are uh, people with greater and greater skills, more skills than, say, the plants of 10 and 20 and 30 years ago. And this is what we put out uh, out of our engineering school. This is a wonderful partnership. You know, guys, not all universities across the nation are is as engaged in local businesses as uh, as we are here on campus. And, hey, you called an ASU guy, so I'm giving you the ASU information. Hmm. How but big it, was Michael Crow, though, in, in a lot of this stuff? Because uh, we we went out to lunch with him. We had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but he's really wanted to expand ASU in the technology. But with, you know, bringing stuff here, this is a huge win uh, for, for the university as well. He's the boss. <laughs> we love the boss. He is not just a spokesman for uh, advanced technology and education, higher education, and its intersection with business and high-tech business in this valley. He's not just a spokesman. He's a doer. This gentleman delivers, as you guys know. And uh, I think Taiwan Semi being here, uh, it's a testament to that, uh, that great work that, uh, under his leadership that we're doing. All right, so we got a second chip-making plant on the way to being built here in uh, Phoenix. We're talking about how this helps Arizona's economy. Dennis Hoffman's joining us, longtime economics professor at ASU. You talked about ASU. We talked about Michael Crow. Uh, you know, the one thing, will Arizonans be getting these jobs? You said ASU, ASU, ASU. Are the majority of these jobs going to go to Arizonans, or are people from all around the country going to come in and take these jobs? There will be some in-migration, absolutely. But keep in mind, what the big part of the in-migration are all of the vendors and support suppliers that are coming to the Valley to serve the likes of both Intel and now Taiwan Selling. So what I think about is all the new businesses that are coming in. That gives... Uh, enables us uh, to put people to work and uh, we're going to put the children of Arizona to work. Uh, We're going to put people that migrate to the Valley to work. Uh, There's going to be plenty of job opportunities to go around guys. That's, that's what commerce and business is all about. Uh, but I think if you you scour the data, you're going to find that we are a dominant ASU uh, graduates dominate Intel. We're going to dominate the local uh, uh, um, uh, manufacturer here, Taiwan Semi, once it's up and running. Uh, we're really very important. And uh, we educate the children of Arizona. That's about it. Hey, uh, Dennis, how big is this for other companies that are looking for for a landing spot here, either coming from another country or even moving out of high tax areas and stuff where they see something like this, an investment like this from a company like Taiwan uh, Semiconductor and Manufacturing Company, uh, TSMC or whatever. Is this a big win where this is going to have a domino effect? 
Right. Hey, let's not kid ourselves. These guys come here to make money, right? Absolutely. But they look at us. They look at us. They look at the, the climate. There's um, how many cat uh, uh, cat five hurricanes? How many uh, how many uh, big time tornadoes? You know, we get an occasional dust storm that delays our. Uh, yeah, barbecuing for 45 minutes or so on a summer evening. But that's about it. We get great, great weather, great climate. It's dry here. The business climate's great. Regulation and taxes are low. The workforce is strong. But it's community engagement and stability. I think that's a real key factor, uh, you know, for these folks. You know, we've got an outgoing uh, Republican governor cheering this plant on. Uh, We've got uh, a mayor of Phoenix uh, who's from a different political party. Uh, We've got community engaged all around both parties uh, here. I think what they see is stability, prosperity, community engagement, and a real opportunity for them to make money. And, uh, you know, this is a great story for us, guys. All right, that was Dennis Hoffman a little earlier today, longtime economics professor at ASU. I think a lot of people like what we saw today. I, yeah. I don't know a whole lot of people that say, this is a bad thing. How can we bring money into Arizona? This is going to be terrible for the economy. No, everybody likes this from from different parties. Joe Biden, uh, Doug Ducey, Kate Gallego. They all had a hand in this thing. Absolutely. So it's a good It was deal. a big win across the board today for Arizona. How so? Oh, well, we'll see here. we got the Final Four coming here now. Yeah, yeah. We've got this big deal here with with the chip manufacturers. I mean, you know, we've got the talk about the Super Bowl just January, the other day. Yeah. We've got the, you know, the, we've got the semifinals for the national championship. Pretty That's cool. a huge uh, last couple days for us. Good day. Good week so far for Arizona. No doubt about it. And all we're right. not talking elections. So that's a no. double, triple win no, for all. that's over. All right. Uh, coming up next, uh, we'll we'll put a wrap on kind of the, the what these chips look like and how they're made and, and what they what they're actually actually used for plus are people in chandler cool with backyard chickens next ktar news 92.3 fm you're locked in to the gatos and chad show all right so uh arizona we're gonna make chips fantastic we got two plants that are gonna be built here thousands of jobs and we're going to uh i think i heard it in becky lynn's newscast six hundred thousand chips a year and these these chips, they're going to go into what? Cars, ACs, uh, microwaves, your laptop, your phone. And they're going to go into like every, sing- every single thing you touch throughout the day. One of those chips could now be coming from Arizona. Well, that's right. Just don't eat them, kids. Don't eat them. Um, you know what? That's kind of interesting. I think we should do random rankings, top five chips. Gatos and Chad's random rankings. Random rankings. Number five. Five. All right, Chad, I'm going to go first. Uh, Doritos. It's my favorite. You remember the commercial where people were licking the orange residue uh, off of other people's fingers? That's how good Doritos chips are. Uh, Frito. Absolutely amazing. You got Fritos and you got the honey barbecue. Both of those are delicious. Number four. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with Punch. Well, for chips. chips. Oh, I see what How you How good is there. that? I like that. Punch and John. That was fantastic. Chips, that's what I'm talking about. Who was the actor who played Punch? That would be uh, the great uh, Eric Estrada. Eric Estrada. Right. Awesome. I'm going with Punch. Right. That's my number four. Uh, Salistas. These are like these hot, spicy chips. They're amazing. I know. Salistas. Oh, I love those hot really? and spicy. Mm. Three. 
Uh, number three, I'm going to go with fish and chips. Oh, I like that. Uh, I went to London over uh, the summer, and I got to tell you, what was that place, wise man, that I got the fish and chips? Like Dick's Paradise or something like that. It was. I, I was definitely that? not that was, there. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah uh, you were I'm not go, invited. That was uh, Dick's Hideaway. Dick's. Uh, that's there you weird. Go. That's weird. That's anyway, right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fish and chips. I'm gonna go uh, Pringles, uh, sour cream, and onion. Anytime you get a Pringles in a can, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Number two. All right. Uh, random rankings. Top five chips. Um, chip potlay. Oh, that's uh, uh, that is uh, awful. The way you do that there. In fact, I'm going to go with just just regular old Doritos. What's right. better than the regular old said awesome Doritos? I already said that. Uh, but they're still awesome. But you okay. had them way far away. I got them closer to where they should okay. be. Okay, closer to number one. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Number one. Uh, go Chippendales. Oh, look at you. Not personally, uh, but it's out there. Uh, so Chippendales, my number right. one. While you're That's doing a- that, I'm going to go strictly with a barbecue potato chip. Nothing beats barbecue potato chips oh, ever. It's a win, 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 win. Yeah, the uh, random rankings. Top five chips. You seen that new Chippendales show? That's I have not, no. It is awesome. <laughs> it's <laughs> about the true story of how it started and how it became like gangsters got involved. It's spectacular. I guess we'll have to... We'll have to watch it some Friday night together. Yeah. Well, fun. there you have it. Becky Lynn is up next. Arizona's Evening News. See you tomorrow, man. See you, brother.